The Future Ready DSM podcast provides a snapshot of the future world of work and shares insights on the employment landscape for people who are just entering the workforce, as well as those looking to advance in or change their career paths. In each episode, you will hear from local or national leaders and experts on the latest trends and talent development in our DSM region. I'm your host, Dr. Marvin DeGier, Senior Vice President of Talent Development at the Greater Des Moines Partnership. Let's listen to the interview. Welcome to the Future Ready DSM podcast. In today's episode, we will discuss an overview of workforce for the Greater Des Moines region, including labor force information and recommendations for how we can continue to ensure DSM continues to thrive as we recover from the pandemic. This is our first installment in the Future Ready DSM podcast. In this series, we will speak with national and local employment experts and leaders. Whether you're new to the region, a longtime resident starting, or changing your professional career, our goal is to provide relevant employment information and resources. We are honored to welcome Beth Townsend as our first guest. Beth is the Director of Iowa Workforce Development. Director Townsend has been in her current position since 2015, when she was first appointed by Governor Branstad and unanimously confirmed by the Iowa Senate on March 24th. 2015. With that, let's turn it over to Beth. Beth, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself and give us a a high-level overview of what you do? So I am a lawyer by trade. I uh, worked for Governor Branstead and was the director of the Civil Rights Commission. I had been practicing in uh, employment law for the 10 years before uh, I was hired by him to take over the Civil Rights Commission as a plaintiff's attorney and really enjoyed that work and then uh, had the opportunity to join uh, to join Iowa Workforce Development. I got to be honest, when I started, I had no idea what they did. I knew they did unemployment, but I really didn't know much more than that. I thought it was a much smaller agency than it was. Then when I got here, it was you know six months of just drinking from a fire hose because it was way bigger than I imagined. We did so much more than I ever imagined, and we do so much more than pay on insurance benefits. And really the good work that we do is helping connect employers with employees and helping, uh, you know, make, grow the talent pipeline, things along those lines, workforce training initiatives. Um, So it's been a, it's a great job. It's been pretty challenging during the pandemic, but have enjoyed it nonetheless. That's great. And I'm, and you're doing a great job as always. So thank you, Marvin. I appreciate that. So, um, you know, you, you kind of touched on um, how you all are the ones to help, you know, connect um, employers to employees. So, you know, 2020 was a, a interesting year, to say the least. So um, <laughs> in comparison to our uh, pre-COVID numbers, how, how is the employment market recovering? Slowly. Okay. Slower than we would like. And that's true both in the greater Des Moines area and also just around the state. Um we lost more jobs probably than a lot of other states and we haven't brought them back quite as quickly. But then when you think about it, most of our jobs were not in entertainment, hospitality uh, and retail. And so it's going to take a little bit longer to bring those back. And that's really what we need to be focused on is what can we do to bring people who have been um, out of the labor force or not working back into the workforce I think the end of federal benefits this last Saturday is going to have a positive impact in terms of getting more. We're certainly seeing that anecdotally. Um, Traffic in our offices has increased substantially in the last two weeks. People looking for jobs, um, signing up for classes, trying to make connections with employers. We've heard from employers saying that, 
you know, they were going from getting two applications a month or a week to 30 applications a week. So we know that that's happening anecdotally and we hope that the numbers bear that out in the next few weeks. That's great. Uh, Well, I I definitely agree with you. Hopefully this will keep going in the right direction, which kind of leads us into the next question. You know, just thinking about that and and, and what you've been able to see early on, um, what what do you see um, as far as the employment trends, you know, within the region? You know, now that we're past the pandemic, like you say, we're coming off of the you know, people are starting to kind of start to get back out there and, and apply and get back into the workforce. What do you see as the trends moving forward, you think? Well, I think one thing we've all noticed is that uh, work is a little bit different now than it was pre-pandemic. There are certainly more teleworking opportunities. People are working remotely. Even if they've returned to the office, they're they're probably on a hybrid schedule just because uh, they like working from home. Um, and I think employers are a lot more comfortable with it because I know we, you know, in March of 2020, when the pandemic hit, we basically sent everybody home that wanted to work from home. We certainly allowed anybody who wanted to continue to come into our offices to work from our offices. And there's a lot of reasons people do that, right? Internet connection, just not being at home and being bothered by, you know, whoever's in the house. Uh, and, and we had some pretty demanding schedules. So I understood that people wanted to come into the office. Um, and so I think that that's one thing that's going to con- continue, that we're going to continue to see an expansion of the telework. Certainly investment in uh, broadband is going to be key in Iowa to make sure that we can provide those opportunities. And I think it provides a really great opportunity that I hope we take advantage of, which is, you know, you can live, you can live anywhere and work wherever you want. And so why not work, you know, if you have a job in California, why not work in an environment where the cost of living is half, where the crime rate is significantly lower, where education is, is much better, uh, is more hands-on, it's open, we're free. Uh, And so I think, you know, that's part of what we're going to see in terms of, of trends um, moving forward is the teleworking. But I also think, not surprising, the pandemic has accelerated the loss or the, uh, of low-skilled jobs. I mean, employers had to make um, decisions, had to make changes as fewer people were available to work. Um, and there were jobs that, that you know, needed to, or obviously work employers that continued uh, to need workers. And so they had to find ways to get some of that work done. And that's probably not going to be undone. So I think the skills gap is probably going to get even bigger, at least temporarily. Prior to the pandemic, um, Greater Des Moines region was really excelling and doing really well. Um, How do you feel we're comparing with other metros and and other parts of the country now as we're coming out of the pandemic? I think part of the metro is doing better than others. As as you know, Ames uh, has always been, you know, one of the best in the country in terms of their unemployment rate. Currently in April of 2021, Ames had only about 1,600 people unemployed. Their unemployment rate was 3.0. And in the Des Moines metro area, it was 3.9%. So uh, they're recovering a little bit faster. Um, Des Moines has about 13, 14,000 people in April that were unemployed. Um, so I think, you know, the metro areas are probably going to recover a little bit faster than maybe the rest of the state. For obvious reasons, we have more employers here. Um, and we probably had lower unemployment um, per capita than you saw in some parts of the state, which means it's a little bit easier to recover and come back from. 
So hopefully the Metro's in a really good position to kind of, and as you know, or I think, you know, as the Metro area goes, the greater Des Moines area goes, so goes the rest of the state in large part from an economic standpoint. So we really need this area to, to grow and get back to work quickly. I agree. I agree. Um, you know, you, you kind of touched on it uh, previously. Uh, you know, we locally we've heard of job seekers and employers having a, a tough time getting hired and, and hiring. So, you know, what do you, you know, let's go a little deeper. What, what do you think are some of the reasons behind this? Well, from an employer standpoint, what we've heard and, and seen is they're just not getting enough applications. Um, I heard anecdotally from one legislator who said, you know, they, they had an employer in there that was a constituent who had 30, and these were seasonal jobs, but when they went to call people back to say, hey, we're ready to, to go back at it, two-thirds of their workforce declined. Now, you can't stay on unemployment benefits when someone, you know, when you're recalled to work. Um, that's basically the same thing as quitting a job, and normally that's going to disqualify you for benefits, but that's a process. Um, it's not going to happen right away, even if it's not going to happen right away. So I think, um, again, ending the federal benefits is going to contribute to people getting back into the workforce more quickly than they otherwise would. Um, I think from an employee standpoint, you know, there's maybe you don't have the right skills. Maybe you were in an industry that had a different and now that, you know, we've been through the pandemic, you've determined that you want to do something different. And where am I going to get the skills I need to be competitive for the jobs that I want to get? So we need to look at what kind of workforce training initiatives do we have that would provide short term or micro credentials that would help people get on a pathway um, into career fields that they want to go into now. I do think we're going to see people, some people staying home over the summer. Um, just because they've already, you know, started the summer at home. And I think, you know, with might as well finish the summer out with our kids. When they go back to school, we'll go back to work. So we might not see people going back to work until school goes back into session. Uh, but again, that's something you know, that's something we need to think about. Employers need to think about what wages and benefits they're providing. They also need to think about being flexible in terms of using some of the lessons learned from the pandemic to attract uh, their workforce. Um, and I think employees also need to think about not all jobs are going to be 100% virtual from here on out, and that's okay. Um, hopefully, they'll give you some flexibility, but you got to be prepared also to to meet your employer needs. And some jobs are just not compatible with um, teleworking. So, and that's okay too. I think with the widespread distribution of the vaccine, people should feel safe going back to work. You know, assuming that they've been vaccinated. So, lots of things to think about. Definitely, definitely. Um, you know, you you um, you talked about it a little bit um, as far as those credentials and skills um, for individuals getting back into the workforce or or even changing directions in, in careers. Uh, what skill sets are are you seeing to be the most valuable? Well, anything IT, and IT is in every industry and every occupation. So there's not there aren't any jobs that don't require some basic minimal level of of IT knowledge. And most of us get that from working on our phones, right? Or on computers, if we have computers at home. Uh, so I think that's, that's a fundamental skill that we're going to see from here on out. If you don't have that, it's going to be hard to, to get a job and then to advance. Those soft skills are just as important as they were before the pandemic, you know, being able to be at work on time to work the entire day, 
Uh, it'll be interesting to see with the teleworking if, if we can keep up the same productivity that we did during the pandemic, uh, even though we're working at home. But I think that's going to be, you know, people are going to have to understand that that's going to be a requirement. It's always been a requirement, but it, that will continue. So I think, and then good communication skills, all those um, critical thinking skills are important. Uh, and then I think job specific skills, depending on the industry that we're talking about. So, you know, um, it just wouldn't be me as, as our years of engaging in conversation if I if I didn't throw in a, a question about the youth. Right. And so, you know, uh, what what resources are available um, to DSM business owners, you know, thinking about the future and, and looking at ways to attract and uh, retain and engage um, the, the younger um, younger people out there as far as we have that could could be potential employees in the workforce. Well, you know, Marvin, I thought about you a lot this this year, this spring, when we were evaluating the summer youth intern uh, program applications that we received. It's it's through the Future Ready Iowa initiative. We received 250,000 uh, each year. And the first year, basically, it was Marvin and the Evelyn K. Davis Center in DMACC that had a program. And so they got all the money um, and they were, you know, terrific. And then uh, we started to see a couple more applications. And then this year, uh, we had we had enough applications and projects we wanted to award. We gave out about $1.6 million, which is just phenomenal. Many of those in the metro area. Um, so, you know, that was really leading the way for us, Marvin. And it's and the it's just been phenomenal to see employers engaging with and creating programs that bring students into the workforce that um, help them explore explore careers. Uh, help them understand how their education fits into whatever career pathway they're going into, helps them develop those fundamental soft skills that you need, regardless of what job you take um, on your life journey. So really good things. And I'm expecting and hoping that next year we'll get even more money to expand those types of opportunities. I'd love to see ARP money be used and maybe we could expand some of those programs year round. So we'd have internship programs for our K-12 probably junior high and high school, uh, some opportunities to go into the workplace. As you know, work-based learning is key. Uh, I My preference would be every school district offers uh, work-based learning opportunities for their kids. So hopefully we can use some of the ARP money again to expand those um, programs into the school districts, especially in the metro area. would love to see more. You know, we have central campus and they do a tremendous job, but there's still a lot of capacity out there in the metro area that are not engaged in work-based learning and and it's just really something that's important to educating our students helping them develop their careers um, and and figuring out what they want to do in a meaningful way and as you know marvin near and dear to your heart it opens eyes and and changes hearts in terms of what's possible you know a lot of kids bringing them into the workforce whether that's through ijag or the evelyn k davis center or other, you know, work-based learning opportunities, maybe it's, it's putting them into careers that they would have never considered possible, but for which they have unlimited potential. And that's the value of work-based learning is helping kids have broader views of what they can do with their life. Because frankly, there are no kids in this area that do not have unlimited potential. I just refuse to believe different. Definitely. I agree with you on that one. So as we're coming to a close, uh, Director Townsend, what what words of wisdom would you like to provide as some closing comments and thoughts for, for the for the general public to hear today? 
Well, I'm excited because I feel like there's a new energy out in the world uh, right now, because as we come out of the pandemic, I think people are happy to get out of their houses. They're happy to get back with their friends and family and just be out and about in the community. I think they're also happy to be back at work. And I think employers are excited as well to welcome people back whether that's customers or, or full-time staff. And so I hope we can take advantage of this energy and use it to propel our recovery in Iowa. I hope we can bring those jobs back faster. I hope we can get more people back into the workplace. I hope we can develop the workforce training that we need to make sure everybody has the skill uh, to take advantage of all the opportunities in Iowa. And I hope that we use this pandemic and everything that's going on in the world as a as a uh, launching pad to bring more people to Iowa because we need to diversify our population across all uh, jobs and industries. We need to diversify our education, um, and and I think that we could only we could use this as a real springboard to let people know that Iowa is a great place to live and work. Um, and now you can work you can work anywhere, but why why not live in a great place like Iowa? So I hope that we can see all of this coming to fruition in the next twelve months and just see you know unlimited growth and recovery. Oh, that's awesome. I definitely I definitely agree with those comments. So <laughs> thank you again, uh, Director Townsend, for joining us today on our series. Uh, this has been a very insightful conversation. I, I appreciate your comments around just cultivating our youth for the future as always, and, and just definitely um, encourage and appreciate your um, encouraging words for those seeking to gain new skills and, and just thinking about things outside of the box and looking at new career opportunities for the future as well. So again, thank you for joining us today and I uh, look forward to working with you in the future. Uh, I do too. Thanks for having me, Marvin. Always good to talk to you and, and, and look forward to our partnership moving forward. Thank you for listening to the Future Ready DSM podcast produced by the Greater Des Moines Partnership. To hear from more leaders and experts on the latest trends in talent development, please visit dsmpartnership.com.